forever. Dog. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be at your back here on Podcast The Ride's European Vacation. I'm Jason Sheridan here as always with Michael Carlson. Oh, hello there, right? I'm Faith and Bagor. Yes, that's correct. Okay, great. I'm here. And Scott Gardner, of course. Oh, I have to say, uh, 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 <laughs> one love, one life. Uh, uh, elevation tour now. That's, Bono counts as Irish, right? Sure. Like they say at Bennigan, slancha. Uh, <laughs> this is the, are you going to do the voice the whole episode? I'm not going to do this voice the whole episode. I'm already well past the end point of the voice. I, you know what I should have said? I said, oh, I should have been like, oh, my name is Chief O'Hara. Because that's all I know about that is that he was the uh, side. What was he? Like? He was the cop in Gotham on the 60s he, Batman show. On 60s Batman. Yeah. yeah. He was always in full dress blues. That's so. right. And he and Commissioner Gordon were incompetent. Yes. <laughs> they couldn't get anything done, and they were just or, at the mercy of Batman. Yes. Um, yeah. The, uh, the, the only Irish representation in film or TV you were aware of for, for some time. Up until right and, now, I think. Until today, until the, the place we're going, and, but, and the character, uh, look, to, which I imagine will be a lot I, of the source of the episode. <laughs> look, I'll be honest. It's crazy that the theme park exists. Uh, that's fine. I don't almost give a shit. Now that I found this certain character that we're all going to talk about today, I'm I'm, I'm oh. completely with you. Yes, but but before before that character, yes, uh, the, our the, our our guest character for for today, yes. Uh, do I, do I, Jason, you want to do the honor? yeah, Jason, do the voice, well, do the do the accent. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you got to give her one. Well, she's a bonnie lass, all right. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's Marissa Strickland, one of our first guests. Finally returning home to podcast the ride. <laughs> and there it is, the national motto of the country. It's hoy hoy hoy. A hoy hoy hoy. Of my ancestral homeland. Um, hi, hi guys. I'm I'm thrilled to be here. This is a, a true delight. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Uh yeah. thanks for being interested in this park and this certain character that we're about to get to ah delight yeah um uh, jason do you have a whole plan here or should we just should we should we say it do we reveal what we're doing and 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 why if there's a why well i i think the only thing is because marissa i asked you to be on this episode because when scott you told us about this park i was like we should have Marissa on for this one. <laughs> and you guys said, oh, has she been there? And I went, no, this character just has the most Marissa energy I have ever uh, encountered. Well, it's so. yeah, it's a European spokes character, which I believe Marissa introduced me to another character many years ago who I was unaware of, uh, Mafalda. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Mafalda is my childhood. <laughs> right. If you wanted to speak a little bit about Mafalda before we get to... Um, well, topic. she's a Spanish language little girl who's kind of a, you know, the world isn't treating her so well. She's kind of a Kathy. 
Um, <laughs> but I think she's in fact like Argentine or something. But you okay. know, she's known throughout the Spanish world. Um, and she, you know, she's just kind of like a hrumpf. You know, things aren't going well for her, and that's mm-hmm. that's what I read during my childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was your favorite character in fiction. Um, I really liked her. Yeah, she was great. Sure. I also I also was fond of a, a fairy tale called The Little Lame Prince. He was he was a prince that couldn't walk. Um, my parents made me weird. Well, sure. Mm-hmm. And you lived in Europe for a little while, right? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived in Spain for almost two years at two different times during my childhood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, and then in that. college, you were in Prague. Is um, that right? Right nearby. I was in Hungary, so so okay. just south. Yeah, in Budapest. Hmm. And Which, did you ever yeah. encounter the character we're talking? I know you weren't in the specific spots, but... No, um, I haven't encountered this character. I think this character is very delightful. I would say previous iterations of this character are cuter to me than the current iteration. Okay, that's but fair. you guys can, you know, I, you well, know, it looks like... Let's just say his name. <laughs> You know, <laughs> okay, do we all, all want right. to say it together? We all want to say it. Yeah, yeah let's sure. Say that it. sounds nice. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, three, two, two one. one. Mi- Mr. Mr. Tato. <laughs> We're so excited to talk about Mr. Tato. And and I guess incidentally, Tato Park, the theme park that bears his name and the name of the, uh, the chip brand that he endorses, or rather crisp brand this is a a theme park built around the factory of an irish potato crisp brand um and i think you know i think we were aware of it i think we knew about it. i think it was on my little short list but i wrote down almost nothing about it and then we did throw it out to the audience hey where should we go if we do this european thing and this is the most biggest audience influence I think on uh, this series, and I want to give credit to uh, to Sean P. O'Brien, uh, perhaps <laughs> Irish himself, or at least sounds as such, uh, who said uh, we should go to Tato Park in Ireland for everybody's favorite theme park based on a cheese and onion potato crisp. <laughs> and there was a photo of Mr. Tato with it, and I just, boy, I started staring, and I I, I just had a feeling. Sometimes Fell you just love. have a nice feeling in your heart, and I sent it to you guys, and we all agreed, and Parks were bumped. Parks were bumped because mm-hmm. of this. Um, yeah, uh, yeah uh, thrown into the into the shitter, into the dustbin of history. It seems odd at first, but then you remember we have Hershey Park in America, which has anthropomorphic candy bars running around, and they have giant weird googly eyes, and they have Santa hats on, and they have like ascots at Halloween, like. This isn't as strange as it first appears, so I think it's in the family of stuff already that with the curiosities that we all uh, have in common. Sorry, really quick, they have ascots at Halloween. Uh, in in my, well, they have costumes at Halloween, and in my mind, they have kind of like a one of the maybe the Hershey bar itself has like kind of a Dracula type kind of ascot and cape situation going on. Don't quote me on that. I know the listener is going to be very upset if there is not a photo of Hershey bar wearing an ascot. Um, but if there's not, if somebody wouldn't mind mocking one up on Photoshop, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget, too, a lot of um, Bush Gardens uh, have a brewery next to them, or at least mm-hmm. uh, the one in Virginia where they brew beer because it's Bush. So, like, they brew beer. Right. So, when my family, when I was like in middle school and we went to Bush Gardens in, in Virginia, we took a tour of the brewery and then my parents got free beer at the end of it 
<laughs> and nice. the monorail that took us there broke down for a while. So we were just sitting in the uh, cafeteria waiting and uh, it's it stunk. Uh, this this place's factory tour seems much more pleasant. The right. fl- flavored crisps of the Tato Company, which include cheese and onion, salt and <laughs> vinegar, smoky bacon, prawn cocktail, and the limited edition Tex-Mex. <laughs> um, how do we? What do we think of these? I don't think we've gotten to try this particular brand. I don't know if it's available. In America, I'm not sure I like the sound of prawn cocktail, but I could be wrong. I don't I mean, think that's, it's... Uh, yeah, what were you saying, Marissa? No, I just don't think it's... Like, to me, prawn cocktail sounds like a flavor that exists in other parts of the world and would be scrumptious, but maybe isn't for American tastes. But I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's possible it's not for American taste. It, prawn itself sounds so unappetizing. Prawn, I don't, it's, prawn sounds like it's like alive when you eat it and it's going to latch onto your tongue while you're trying <laughs> to chew it. Like, that's what I think of when I think of prawn. Uh, but I'm willing to try it. I'm willing to do it. I think we maybe, there was a version of this podcast where we like spent a lot of money and had it imported and we would have all tried it. And yeah, also I- there's a version where I ordered a thing I just found existed today. Um, Mr. Tato's autobiography. Oh, that exists. We and gotta was, postpone. Can we postpone? <laughs> uh, we here. We should. We should postpone. But I think we'll just do it, and then maybe there'll be an addendum later once I finally figured out. I was so desperate to find an ebook of Mr. Tato's autobiography. I put my credit card in a website that I'm very sure is fraudulent. <laughs> Like I put, I was like, I was like, oh my god, I found this. It's an hour to go before the podcast. I need to read some of this at least. Oh, this site seems to have an ebook of it. Credit card, credit card, error message. Then I like Google what the website was, and it's like, oh yeah, this is a scam. <laughs> I am for sure getting my identity stolen because of Mr. Tato and my quest for information about him. And Look, it was like four thousand dollars too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the IRA keeps a few irons in the fire just in case this shit hits the fan in Belfast again, you know, just to get a little, you know, uh, slush fund. And part of that is stealing credit cards from Tato Book uh, <laughs> purveyor <laughs> browsers. Well, look, if it helps them, I don't mind if they want to take a couple grand from my credit card account. I can tell you this. Mr. Tato ran for office in 2014. Oh, I know all. Yes, I know all about yeah, his office. Yeah, you know office. all about that. I, yeah. I found one, seemingly one guy's <laughs> blog where he was very mad that they, I guess, polls, some polls are are for political advertising in Ireland, and they thought it was very uncouth that they put the, like, Tato hmm. for office uh, posters on them. Let's describe before, there's a couple other things I'd like to talk about, obviously, but let's describe Mr. Tato before we get rolling here. Marissa, do you have a description? You're always very good with descriptors. Um, uh, okay, well... <laughs> he's I yellow. He's yellow. I think he looks a little lumpy. You know, there's some <laughs> lumps and bumps. He's a potato. Mm-hmm. He's got a darling <laughs> little hat, like a short little black straw hat is what I'm imagining, but it could be made of felt or something. It might be silk. It's possible. Mm-hmm. It, yes. It, uh, it's a little like a, a Heisenberg hat. It is. Yes. <laughs> it is. Yes, thank you, Scottish. It's he a might pork not, pie. His, it's a pork pie, yes. And he, so which maybe his real name isn't Mr. Tato. Maybe he adopted that. <laughs> 
his real name's just like Greg McDuff or something, and uh, he, he adopted this whole persona. Very possible. Um, yeah, he seems to like uh, bold red and white colors. Yeah, a simple, say. kind of a simple basic. You would call him basic, yeah. I think, in his color choices. Yeah, I like it. It feels like fast food. I'm enjoying it. Um, mm. I will say the current Tato seems a little too much CGI for me. I would prefer well, a more 2D kind of mm. older animation looking guy. And we've talked about this before on the show, especially in regards to the Keebler elves. You know, Ernie Keebler now is CGI. And he looks like he's had a lot of work done. And it's not the Ernie Keebler we grew up with, you know? I mean, they they say nothing is constant but change. So I guess we have to Mm. live with it. (laughs) I think we're already going through hell with this whole Mr. Peanut Baby Nut Nut Junior debacle. Like, Mm. it's a bad... Bad vibes. I can't, Wait, I can't keep it? track of it. I, yeah, what is the difference between Baby Nut and Nut Junior? Oh, uh, Baby Nut is aging up now. Baby Nut stuck around for a few months, um, uh, was not well received, and now I believe he's, as of a few days ago, he's Nut Junior. He's 21. What? It seems like they're trying to quickly speed him up to get him back to Mr. Peanut. Okay, can we delay the episode so I can do more research on Nut Jr.? Because I do really want to know about him. We're not ready at all. We're going to have to put this back in the can. This is going to come out in three years. Yeah, this is going to be a whole project. Um, So, yeah. So, I think we all... You know what's related to this maybe... Uh, or, or what, what might help us here? Uh, uh, first of all, I should say to the audience, if you, it's probably in our show arts. I'm sure that it is. Uh, uh, but if you haven't already seen Mr. Tato, I think it's important that you Google him. You know, just to, so you know what we're talking about for the next, you know, for the ninety percent of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the so so you should be looking at him. Maybe just like listen to the. Don't like drive or work out or something or while you're listening to this particular episode. Just like st- find a photo and stare straight into his eyes. Just. <laughs> like really give him your attention as I'm doing as we record it. Um, but maybe a sub link within that is uh, I'll share my screen with you guys. I found him on a, a great wiki, which I should, we should all pursue more that the ad mascot wiki and they kind of break down the different eras and maybe we could all uh, like an out loud Twitter thing. We could all tag ourselves in what is our, preferred uh, Mr. Oh, yeah. Tato, and I'm, I'm oh, most perfect. curious about oh, Marissa's opinions that, here. That's beautiful. Um, so oh. we have a couple. We have the current, which is very CGI. We go back to the 2000s, the 90s, and all the way back to the, the 1960s. Do we, do we, what do we think is peak Tato? I mean, old the, the, the 60s Tato is very much like he was a member of the Avengers, the British <laughs> uh, like secret agent group. Yeah, uh, He's got like kind of that, like he's like kind of posing on a little umbrella same color palette as now, but it's more of a bowler hat. It's more of like a classic. Yeah, like the hat whatever. got smaller. Um, I think that 60s Tato looks like the ink hat, like the pen had a little bit too much ink in it when they drew it. The black lines are too bold. A little mm. thick, yes. Too bold. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. We're all entitled to our opinion. Um I think that yeah, the two the nineties and the two thousands Tato very similar. They're very close together. I like they they except for the color of the hat. Essentially, they they appear to be the same. 
But one um, is yellow. One in one, the hat is yellow, the same yellow of his skin. Right. Um, and then, yeah, that other Tato, they're all kind of similar. I think it's really kind of, there's really only three versions as far as what we're looking at here that are, are very different. There's not a so, lot of, I was mainly just curious if 60s did it for anybody and it, he does it, it does for not. me. No, he, he, he does it for yeah. me. So Mr. Tato from the 60s for sure does it for me. He can get it. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I do not like that Tato. <laughs> do you like it? Seems new, like uh new if I had to guess what you're... Um my favorite Tato, just looking at these, is Mr. Tato as he appeared in the two thousands because his hands are jaunty. Mm. That gives mm. me a lot. That suggests the, I was gonna ask if you felt uh, like he, something was sus- suspicious was going on with him in the sixties, but w- because the hidden hand is a tad unnerving. I mean, what's back there? A it's gun? symbolic. A gun. It's, it's a gun. Yeah. No, Mr. Tato's holding a gun behind him in this picture. Oh uh, no, which he's, <laughs> suggests, he's MI six. Yes, he that's right. <laughs> Mr. Tato is MI six in the nineteen sixties, and I look. I like that. You know, I, it's a fun romanticized version of uh, spying, and uh, you know, the classic James Bond. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. don't know what he was doing in the '60s. Maybe it doesn't hold up. Maybe it's problematic now. But I can enjoy the romanticized version of a gentleman spy that's mm-hmm. also a potato from the 1960s. He's if prob- he was in the. Mm-mm. I was going to say if he's in. It's the '60s. He's a gentleman spy in Ireland. What he was doing was not good. <laughs> Get. <laughs> Yes, Jason, I said I made a qualification that I'm romanticizing the idea that if the reality of it is, yes, of course he's killed, he's overthrown governments, but we want to, we want the fun. We want the... Sure, sure. Bang, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. That's what we want. The 90s, 90s and 2000s adds the striped pants, and I think the striped pants, that's, that's a pretty good upgrade, right? Yeah, Rob, I, I like them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm saying 60s. What do you? So you, Marissa, you and Jason both 2000s. I don't. The thing is, is like it. This feels very um, not me to like something not from the 60s. I find that very hard to believe that this is my choice right now. But I think 2000s Tato is for me. Wow, that is shocking. Because if I know anything about you, is that your brain? I do think forces you to like something that's 50 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's something about it. <laughs> that just like that feels more authentic uh yeah it feels it feels uh like where i come from sure <laughs> You're, you I are wonder if there's school. a 70s that splits the difference i wonder uh is there i don't want to say that ad mascots.fandom.com isn't doing its job i just wonder if there's this whole era is i think where we might be missing here yeah there was more of a like a disco a disco tato uh 90s tato i like you know what i like about 90s tato Mm-hmm. He's holding the bag. He's holding a bag of crisps as if to say, look, uh, here's my work. I'm proud of it. <laughs> uh, and I, yeah. I have He's a not question. Too cool. I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Um, there's a big leap from umbrella to crisp bag. Was mm. Mr. Tato an umbrella mascot in the 60s? <laughs> <laughs> Was he selling Mr. Tato umbrellas? <laughs> Uh, the potato-based umbrella. <laughs> he, he was just a poorly drawn person. He was never intended to be a potato originally. <laughs> just somebody drew far too big of a head. This they is what had, people look like, right? They hadn't invented skin tones on for crayons yet 
in the sixties. So it was just that was the color they would they would paint skin. Yeah, <laughs> there is no spectrum. Yes, it was the closest to what human skin is like. Yeah. Um, so yes, I can see I can see how you would see this character and like base a theme park around it. I'm not a hundred percent on this because I came across it a couple places, but supposedly the Tato was they were the ones who figured out how to season crisps like season chips hmm. but then i saw somewhere else saying there is a second tato company in ireland yes but but i i think it is this one i think it's joe murphy the founder you know when he was in charge of it they figured out how to get seasoning on it and it was an immediate hit and all the american chip people came over and licensed the technology so they could start <laughs> selling seasoned uh chips is this, Jason, is this one of your heroes, this man, for developing this seasoning? <laughs> um, uh, uh, hero and also, like, the scourge of my childhood. <laughs> the scourge <laughs> of just putting on weight in my childhood. Because I would just immediately come home from school, put my backpack down, and just fill a bowl of potato chips and get to watching... Power Rangers, Batman, whatever. That was going to be my next question. Were you a potato chip kid? And the answer was yes. Yes. Uh, I I may have loved them more than some extended family members. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what? Uh, I was I was a lunch chip kid, but I wasn't. I would eat them at home, but I wasn't eating them. I wasn't into them as much as sweets. But I definitely would have a Lay's or a Cheetos in my lunch. We've talked about this before. It was you had you couldn't not have lunch without eating some empty calories with salt. Yeah, that was some part texture. of it. Sure, and that was the problem, Michael, because I had lunch chips and then I had afternoon <laughs> chips. <laughs> Were they different chips? Were the lunch chips different from the afternoon chips? You know, we always had at least three or four flavors in the uh, mm. pantry. So. Um, Lays, yep, Lays, very possibly. Lays Hurt. chips. Pennsylvania is sort of the potato basket of the country, uh, where you can get <laughs> Lays, Hers, Uts, Ys, like, and a lot of them have factories in Pennsylvania. So we right. we had a bounty of chip options. They were delivered to your door like a milkman. You got to have them fresh. Got to have them fresh in the glass chip bottle. Buy like a man that kind of looked like a potato. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He resembled a potato. <laughs> uh, Marissa, chips in your house growing up? Honestly, I had the worst house for snacks. I think my parents were influenced by some type of healthy foods 1970s movement but then like didn't go all the way to like actually do it so like i would have just like rice in the cupboards you know what i mean like it was uh uh i i was not a snack house i feel like i ate a lot of quesadillas though i would like just microwave quesadillas not like a nicely grilled one um, so you would come home and watch TV and just eat a bowl of rice? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that was just to illustrate that, like, the pantry in my house was, like, to me, deeply depressing because it was all things that in three steps could become something good but weren't anywhere <laughs> close to being something good right now. So it was not easily accessible snack. Like, the snacks weren't readily available. You would have had to put a, a pot of boiling water on to make something. <laughs> Yeah, and what 10-year-old's going to do that? You had like uh you had all the ingredients to make chips, but you didn't have <laughs> chips. Honestly, there in my kitchen growing up there was like a mortal and 
mortar and pestle or whatever mm. those you know mm. like i could grind something down <laughs> <laughs> can we have chips mom and it's like well if you make them if you create them yourself <laughs> well so, get the mortar and pestle get out. the mortar and pestle you know the thing you use to make chips <laughs> Uh, uh, mortar and chips? pestle snip mortar and pestle snacks and then like books about what's what was her name Mor- morvola who's uh, your childhood mafalda mafalda <laughs> yeah uh mafalda yeah. brand tri- chips and then it's just like a bag of flour and salts and <laughs> with like a 20 item list of instructions from, marissa from from what i know you're you're family was like really pushing back like i think jason scott and i all had a very american of its era upbringing with the exact snacks that were popular with a lot of the same like tv shows and And i I feel like i envy i envy you (laughs) (laughs) complete opposite from what i understand uh Um, yeah yeah um yeah well i think the hard part about being an only child is you don't know how weird your life is until you encounter other people <laughs> and they tell you how cool their life is. <laughs> so like you would have met like a Jason type and he's like, yeah, I go home every day. I eat a bag of Lay's and I watch a Power Rangers and you were like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I would have Sounds been, like heaven. Yeah, I would have been amazed. Um, oh, no. Do I have to have another kid? I think you just made me think. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best argument I've heard so far. For <laughs> well, I I could I could expand out that argument and say any family is unusual until you you know what I mean. You realize that when you encounter other families. Yeah. So S- Sc- Scott, you you want you want both of your kids then to be able to be like, Dad is so into this theme park stuff, and he's like he's obsessed with like Steve Lukather demos. <laughs> <laughs> All he talks about is this one guitar player. I know what he played. I know he played the solo on physical. I've heard this every day. And didn't you think like every dad knew that and cares about that? Yeah, I thought that. But apparently that's rare. Oh, God. These little bastards are going to conspire against me. Yeah. You know what? Only one. I think only one is the correct way to do it. Yeah, then I'm keeping you can... him solo. I'm going to Brigsby Bear this kid, and he's just <laughs> he's going to have his own little universe, and I hope he never breaks out of it. I think that's a good idea. Um, so, yeah, I, so, as far as us chips, we'd have the Lay's and whatever, and we had Bugles. There's a lot of that in the house, but, you know, it wasn't. I wasn't crazy for chips. Scott, were you crazy for chips real quick before we continue? Yeah, I remember, uh, I, I specifically remember going uh, to the pediatrician's office and getting a, a, a pretty bad cholesterol test but from the era where I was eating so many uh, ruffles and, what's, what is it, ruffles, cheddar, and sour cream? Oh, yeah. Which then I looked Whoa. up and they have MSG and I, I devoured ruffles, cheddar, and sour cream. How, how old were you? Um, 52? I remember it so old enough um, wow. to 10 or 11 yeah yeah I it, and it's the same office where I go with uh, with my my new son now and I, I every time I walk in I'm like oh, that that ruffles diagnosis <laughs> I think about it every time <laughs> did they diagnose you with ruffles <laughs> yeah, they can tell immediately like what what's rising the cholesterol uh, like it's the ruffles yeah look at his stomach i notice like uh, what's this bendy shape here? Ridges. Ship, i see ship. ridges in there yeah wow well yeah, we all have an it ridged history. the lining of my stomach that's how much i was eating 
that those might have been the most addictive chip because I eat those for mm. a lot in a short amount of time, and then they make me. I cannot eat them now. The, the sight of them makes me. I don't know. I don't. Also, like mm, sour cream and sh- how often do you encounter? I guess on nachos or baked potatoes, but it's just like, mmm, what a delicious combo, dairy and dairy. <laughs> I know I'm not a sour cream eater at all now. Uh, um, I and and you know I think now it, I can't be like a little kid in my my chip taste. I'm an adult. I have to step it up. We all do, which is why I think we need to address the m- more adult elevated version of Tato crisps, which is of course occasions. <laughs> <laughs> stumble upon occasions. Yes, I saw occasions. The classier chip. It's much. It's so much classier. It is for occasions. It was a bad time for occasions. None of us are having occasions of any kind right now. (laughs) Can you describe them? Yeah, because I didn't. I didn't look at them. Um, I I, I should bring. I don't have photos in front of me. If you Google it, it's it's like very. You know, it's it's classy uh, font. It's classy presentation. Mainly, I just uh, copy and pasted the varieties which are very mature you know like bistro caribbean chutney um <laughs> oh i didn't even notice the word mature uh, occasions mature cheddar cheese and red onion oh, uh, no wow. that's that's uh, not uh, not no little kid ruffles here um party occasions party mix for cheese and mediterranean herbs these are some of the longest product names i've ever encountered but then and then it's all like presented a little hoity-toity but then you get to tortilla original cool <laughs> the end is cool it's the last word yes look at wow. this serif wow. fonts this is class you could hardly yeah, tell it's a tato you know that tato so small in the corner yeah, they have Mr. Tato in there with a cartoon, but yes, if you looked at the chip, you'd be like, well, this is a very sophisticated chip. This is not for uh, children after school. This is for cocktail parties. This is for uh, <laughs> this is for uh, yacht. yacht. This is, this is what they would eat on David Geffen's yacht. You know, this is not something that, you, this must be $550 a chip. That yeah, must well, be how expensive this is. Uh, that's right and you know if you've ever been if you've been to as many irish wakes as i have it's important to have some salty snacks around to soak up the jameson you know uh because uh, uh the bars are open yeah <laughs> no well, wait that's... so you, you are irish uh jason is I, irish descent uh, yeah i not not like a few generations back uh, oh, this isn't going to turn into an Elizabeth Warren thing, is it? Uh, no, no. The, I, the, <laughs> I, the child of a Sheridan and a Murphy, I can assure you there's some Irish there. Okay. So, uh, Sounds like I, it. I, I am getting to the age of like where I, you know, I, I uh, would like to travel more internationally. Of course, can't do that right now. That's why we're doing this series. But uh, I always think about that American Express commercial <laughs> where the guy uses his American Express card to take his father back, take his family back to Ireland to buy uncomfortable sweaters and stand on hills and look at old books and go like, yeah, that's where they were. All right. (laughs) Uh, I like uh, that you would Elizabeth Warren that you'd you'd kind of like fudge some details in order to seem like you're you have closer lineage to Mr. Tato. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Who knows? Maybe we're related. He's my third. Yeah, he's like a third cousin. I did a, a DNA test, and uh, turns out, yeah, I'm related to him. It's kind of a little farther away. It's not a direct, you know, first cousin or anything, but for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely um, part potato. <laughs> uh, there's this. I I found a couple of things about potato before we actually get into the theme park, um, and I'm going to share the screen here. Uh, Conan O'Brien. Did you see mm. this clip, Scott? I did see this clip, yes. Uh, he went to visit uh, the Tato. I, he went, I don't know, he's in a store somewhere, oh. and he f- he found the uh, actual pronunciation, I believe. That's sort of what he's uh, leaning into. And uh, uh-huh. I found this fun for a second. We are entering the Irish gift shop now here at the Irish American Heritage Center. Look at these. These are tatoes. Look at that. Yeah. Tatoes. Just in case you mistakenly pronounce it potato, they correct you. No, it's a tatoes. Tatoes. Oh, have a tato. As we go down here, we have the dancing shoes here. Okay, these are the shoes. Uh, that's fun. That's a fun pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember seeing this, but I didn't know he doesn't mention Mr. Tato, which is a big mistake. Obviously, the segment would have been much better. Um, <laughs> it uh, it perfectly lends itself, uh, yeah, to that super exaggerated pronunciation to Tato. Um, and and now, Mike, now I'm looking at you clicking through other tabs, and you have t- tabs of things that I have also okay. noticed. And you I, have I, all I, of I, these. Please, I think, go ahead. I'm, I'm okay. so excited for you to share. The, I, 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 I love seeing these tabs here. Okay, good. I, I assumed you would probably have them, but yeah, let's just get a couple of these more Mr. Tato stuff out of the way before we get to the rides. You know, this is a theme park podcast. Uh, that's what we say, at least. Uh, Sometimes. So, Sometimes. So there was an ad campaign uh, about Mr. Tato looking for love. And Marissa's face just lit up. I'm in. (laughs) And I will, like, I'll fast forward some of this because basically, like, it's, you know, a couple very romantic. They're looking into each other's eyes. And then uh, they hug. Obviously, they're going to get married. That's a plan. And then the camera pans over to Mr. Tato sitting alone at a table and he just exhales sadly and he's like a practical mr tato and it says mr tato is looking for a mrs tato is he still looking well there was a whole (laughs) i do think he is still looking okay because because i mean i like tato of 20 years ago so maybe there's still a little bit of that tato left are you saying you could be Mrs. Tato? I'm not saying I could be. I'm saying I should be Mrs. Tato. <laughs> if only you knew 20 years ago, you could have gotten peak Tato. Well, I know. they had a whole like promotion where like there was women, the women would go on the radio and sort of explain why they were a good match for Mr. Tato. I don't, did you want to do that now? Did you want to um, okay, sort of make yeah. your case to him? Yeah, I'll make a case. I, I Hopefully, Tato hasn't found love. Um, <laughs> hopefully, he's been sad since. <laughs> hopefully, he's been sitting at that table for 20 years uh, with a really weird nose. That nose, I didn't think it translated. but um, It's a live action. <laughs> I did not like the nose. Um, okay, so if I were to appeal to Mrs. Mr. Tato to become Mrs. Tato, I would say, um, I think beauty is more than skin deep, and I can mm-hmm. tell that you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to explore flavors with you, and <laughs> I want to, um, 
be shielded by your umbrella. I want to be eating your crisps. I want to like throw crisps at each other in in a satin filled bed, but tastefully <laughs> dressed. You know, I could be Mrs. Tato. Wow. I'm wearing oh yellow currently, so I feel like that 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 feels like kismet. Could you resist taking a bite out of him? Um, only if he allowed me to. <laughs> Great answer. Perfect answer. I, well, look, he's gonna, obviously going to hear this, so hopefully we get God. a response. That was glorious. That was so beautiful. Uh, um, and if you got with him, if you got with him, you could ask to borrow his hat too. That'd be another little, little residual benefit. Now I'm just wondering what's under that hat. You know what I mean? Because like you want to know who you're marrying, and I'm wondering if it's like a pointy little head, or like he's got a couple little sprouts up there, like little eyeballs coming out. You know what's going on on a potato's head? It's a ring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm engaged. It's all happening. <laughs> it's wedged into uncooked potatoes, so you really gotta rock it back and forth mm. to get it out. <laughs> so I have to like dig Great. in like a bad potato. Uh, it, well, no, it's still good. So it's a, it's hard. It hasn't been boiled uh, yet. <laughs> the one method of cooking in Ireland. <laughs> I hope we can go to this wedding and then we, we enter the, the church and half of it is people and we go sit over there and the other half is all potatoes. Oh, my God. Hey, Scott, I think it's rude that you don't think I have potato friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm really sorry. You're right. That's a big judgment. And vice versa. Of course, Mr. Tato is friends with many humans. I'd mm-hmm. like to count myself among them. So. I'll sit on whatever side you guys want. Don't I, I won't make you put me in a box. All retired spies on Mr. Tato's side. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> I'll get them talking at the reception. I'll get them liquored up. I'll spill yeah. those secrets. Hey, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here. DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Um, so... Okay, let's go to this 2015 Mr. Tato commercial. And look, mm-hmm. I, as we've said, I'm going through character development on podcast The Ride. I'm getting a little bawdier. I'm getting a little more used to ribald's uh, humor. <laughs> Just like you said, Peanut a very Jr. offensive. <laughs> you said a very offensive song title over on the second gate. If you guys on wanna, the second gate, I said the name of Cardi B and Megan The Stallion's new song. I will not say it on the front main gate. I'm not. I haven't developed that much as a character. <laughs> You got to pay for that. We got to yeah. only fans it. If you want to hear Mike say those if words. You, <laughs> if you want to hear me say those words, you have to pay us $5. That's how it works. Um, but so so when I watch this commercial, you know, I know Europe has, you know, commercials that have a little bit more suggestive stuff. I was very surprised, though, by this. Um, can we see this commercial here? Yeah. Okay, here we go. So there's like a, a young a young lad, you would say, he's at his computer and he sees like a lady in a bathing suit and he's about to type, I wish I was the blanket that she's laying on. And Mr. Tato pl- unplugged the computer and just shakes his head at the kid. Like, don't post that. 
He's like he's suddenly in the room of basically like a, a about to masturbate teen or something. Yeah. Tato that, shows up out of nowhere to stop him. Sorry, and, you, you, uh, want, you want to backtrack oh, to this? Yeah, so this I'll is like three vignettes in this. It's very fast. It comes very fast. And by the way, Mr. Tato in this looks jacked. Like he has like a very like upper, like a bigger upper body. He's a little more built than normal. Okay. So, so this, this shot. <laughs> this I is can, a really lewd commercial. I can just tell you one thing and I'm falling for him even harder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's helping I'll explain people. this scenario because he's a gentleman here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. How would you describe this? Uh, well, a, I would say a lot of women... We know, we know some leggings are not made for bending over because you see your underwear through it. And Mr. Tato is spotting the bum of a woman with some floral underwear peeking through her leggings. And he is yes. alerting her. But he's being a gentleman about it. <laughs> Whispering, Funny. doing it discreetly so that the other people at this bus stop don't notice. So, right. he, yeah, he really did her a favor here. And that's a great lesson for all the men out there. If if, you, if a woman's underwear is showing, just whisper in their ear at a bus stop. <laughs> Let them know. And of course, they'll thank you and they won't call the police on you. Yeah. Follow them to a bus stop underwear. first. <laughs> Notice, yeah. right. then follow. <laughs> right. Whisper uh, what Mr. Tato said in her ear, which was a cover up. Jesus can see your sin. <laughs> oh my god i don't know about this tato <laughs> uh, uh, i uh i assumed it was the same thing that uh, bill murray whispered in scarlett johansson's ear at the end of uh, lost in translation <laughs> 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 all right so uh so okay th- that's the end of One that more vi- little scene vignette and yeah the woman covers it up with a jacket and now there's a man who's leaving he's gonna go play sporting he's gonna go play like uh football uh, and Mr. Tato looks down at him as he's leaving his flat. Those eyebrows. And he sees that the man is wearing shorts that are very tight that expose his bulge. It's a very prominent bulge. And the man looks down at his own bulge. And Mr. Tato has shorts for him. Or no, pants, excuse me. Has pants for him already. And the man puts the pants on and thanks Mr. Tato for it. So is he like... The indecency police? What is he doing? <laughs> I think he's just and trying to keep wh- the world as proper as he is, you know? Um, mm. He's a man of oh, virtue. Oh, because he believes in, he, he dresses nicely. He's in a suit and tie. Yeah. Uh, um, it, it's not about, he's, you know, he, he's, he's down with casual clothes, but not at the expense of, uh, of decency. Well, yeah, I, you wouldn't see his bulge. Maybe it's implicit that, like, you wouldn't want to be seen with a bulge. Maybe that's what he's trying to pre- maybe that's embarrassing i don't know he's anti-bulge <laughs> he just he wants the bulge in other places because he's a potato <laughs> i imagine potatoes being bulgy and lumpy of course of course so <laughs> yeah more over, everywhere it's not genitals it's yes, just lots yes. of different right yeah p- p- um, the edible bulges <laughs> at the very least the un- the underwear was a very sharp kelly green very very like a like a classic four leaf clover um so yeah and then the the commercial ends and mr tato is in this like young lad's room with an arm around him as the young lad is like sad and like eating the crisps like aggressively it's very odd and then the tagline comes up and it says more than just a crisp 
Uh, and I guess that means like he's also judging you for <laughs> like indecency. I guess like you should think of the the potato the potatoes when you're eating them like to make sure that you're not putting sex out into the world or the disgusting human body. No, I'm going to defend my future husband here just by right, saying we're all complex. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you can want to live in a black and white world where like there's good and evil, there's right and wrong, but the fact is the world's gray. Tato's living in a gray world and and I love him for it. <laughs> okay, wow, that's a pretty that's a pretty big defense for him. Uh which I can get behind the philosophy. Obviously, I too at one point would have been like Mr. Tato where I was offended by a man's bulge coming out of a flat in England. But I've gone through again aggressive character development these last couple podcast episodes, so I'm a little bit more comfortable with it. <laughs> Are you willing to just put that that guy's bulge up and leave the screen shared for the rest of the episode? Scott, I would love to. I would love to leave the bulge up. Just look at that close up. Great. Where is it? Yeah, well, this very- boy, Randy European Mike, is really firing <laughs> off. I just love that Tato's eyebrows change when he sees the bulge. They get so sad. Like they, they flip and like you can see he's he's really distressed. Disappointed. He's mad. He's sad. He's yeah. upset. Uh, I would like to bring up one more thing about this. Uh, a practical concern from from a, a person who's done a few commercials in his life, as <laughs> as a few of us have. Can you imagine getting the casting notice and having them like also explain like your bulge will be on display in this commercial, and then like that's, you'll have to do this. That's prosthetic. That's that's a fake. I don't well, think that's a yeah, fake. I think that could, that. that could be real. We don't know. Look at those thighs. They look like Rusev's. <laughs> <laughs> they do look like WWE wrestler or former WWE wrestler Rusev's thighs. I agree. Marissa has been a big fan of, of his thighs for years. That is not a joke. <laughs> I love she, when you're a fan watch, of his thighs. This has come <laughs> up before. Uh, yeah, like seven or eight years ago when she would come and watch wrestling pay-per-views. Uh, she loved Rusev. Uh, and she specifically would say she likes his thighs because they were very thick. They're very thick. Tree trunks. Yeah, they look like um, Thanksgiving turkeys, very glazed. Mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's uh, uh, he's been he's been on Twitch lately. He's been playing video games on Twitch, and he's uh, his name is Miro. His real name is Miro. It's a cool name. So uh, give him a give him a follow on Twitch and check out those thighs. <laughs> Uh, I'm not trying to objectify people, but I guess that is what I'm doing. <laughs> so you're a fan Rusev. of you're a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> Rusev, Tato, Rusev's thighs and Tato's non-genital bulges, just his potato y bulges. There should have been a WrestleMania entrance where Rusev came out and Mr. Tato appeared and like shook his finger at him oh. and then like gave him like a sweater to cover up his legs. Mm-hmm. Like a like a V-neck college style, like 1950s sweater. Yes, <laughs> uh, for sure. So, yeah. So Tato, look, Tato is a, 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 a layered character. He's got a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of different things going on. Right. He might, that. he might be encouraging body shame. We just don't know. <laughs> Mm, I think actually we do probably know. <laughs> that sort of is. is what's happening. Yes, this yeah. is completely about, and it's. But at least he's he's all over the. It's men and women. He's shaming any anyone for showing their body. Mm-hmm. 
I would like a full 90 minute feature made by the same that guy who made Paddington with Mr. Tato going around <laughs> shaming people for their dress. I'm I'm yes, I, I'm I'll, I'll buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you all... go to Tato Park, very strict dress code. <laughs> Just be aware. No shorts. No, no showing of dirty thighs. Certainly no bulges. Thick, yeah. thick, thick leggings. Please. <laughs> like five of them. Just load them up. Don't, yeah. don't stop at the one pair. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Um, yeah, that's really... I mean, those are the two big ones. Uh, I mean, Mr. Tato went to the Euros and what? like... What's the which, Euros? Yeah, I, I wasn't... I, it's a soccer tournament. Is that right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, he's got a soccer ball there. <laughs> Uh, and then it was like, will he make it to France? But that's not as fun as uh, him being alone at a table looking for love. Um, is, but you know what? So th- there's clearly levels of Tato. There's there's ones with articulated eyebrows and who can uh, who can you know smile and frown and, and sadly sigh. And then you've got you know more of the mascot style. And that's really the I think Tato is is like an Irish version of the the wonderful Japanese mascots. This is great account Mondo mascots. I feel like he uh, he fits right in with those guys. Um, and uh, and then you've got the version in the park, which is probably the most limited version but but still wonderful he's just it's just a great design uh marissa you're right that not every part of his face uh, uh, works in reality his nose can be odd sometimes but i th- I, I now am like oh to see this guy in person if this could be one of the first things i do uh when the lockdown is over <laughs> fly to ireland <laughs> go give him a hug uh and then uh, leave immediately that's I, my plan I'm that would be a great thing it would. I want to go to every restaurant in Ireland and just wait, and hopefully one day I'll find the one he's sitting at. So <laughs> that empty that table for one, and you can make uh, it a table for two. I thought I was out of stuff, but I have found a quick thing, and it's a very small graphic, but I will share it. Uh, I found something called the Love Bus <laughs> uh, that Mr. Tato is on, and it's like a double decker. A bus that you would see in Europe and he's like seductively like posed on it. He's wearing his normal outfit, but it's it's that's a much more suggestive Tato. Marissa's been uh, like she's been hit in the head with something. She's so taken aback. I mean, this is a very suggestive Tato. This Tato, is, yeah. it's like a come hither Tato. It is a come hither Tato for sure. Uh, it's it's and it's kind of again, it's like. In contrast with the commercial we just watched, too, where it's like, this is this is suggestive. Yeah. Uh, what is he doing here? Maybe he only believes he himself could be suggestive. Yeah. Oh, if he, he thinks if people are showing off their underpants and bulges that it'll distract from him. And then he'll never <laughs> find his Mrs. Tato. That's got to be what it is. <laughs> Cover up. I'm putting on a show every day of my life. The love bus. We don't know what he sounds like. As far uh, in all of this, aside from that one sigh, does he does he not talk? Is that the thing? Is is he one of those characters, or um, what's the vibe of the voice? Yeah, do we Jason, think? do you got a voice for him? I think Jason's voice you did at the start of the show is the voice. I think. Well, I don't. I think he doesn't. I think he's like a teller. He doesn't talk. Yeah, I mean, and that's but like the power of him is the not talk. So some people flap their mouths forever, but not Tato. He does it all with his face and his presence. Mm-hmm. He saw too much during uh, World War II or the Troubles, and he's just 
you know, very pensive, very pensive. Every now and then he'll open up and it'll be crazy. He'll come out with something like, like your underwear is showing. <laughs> your underwear is showing. Uh, I blew up a Fiat once. <laughs> Jason, could you give us the line? Your underwear is showing in the voice real quick. <laughs> Whisper too, like a real whisper. Yeah, Tato only whispers. <laughs> I know you have to warm up. I get yeah, that. Yeah. Take your time. Your underwear is showing. The Armalite is hidden in the flower bed. I think Jason Fortato should get trending here and we could actually get you this job. Sure. Yeah, let's um, go. We'll go backwards and redub all of the ads so that they have <laughs> full vocal presence throughout. I mean, we're definitely going to take that uh, thing that Jason just said and add it into that commercial. <laughs> yeah, certainly, that shall be done. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. We could do that, no problem. Um, so yeah, cover so that mis- bulge up. The, the the ladies are mine, all of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Tato, I mean, that's that's all I have. For Tato right now, uh, before I guess we have to talk about rides. Well, yeah, I, do. <laughs> I before we get to ride, the one thing we haven't talked about, and Marissa, you brought, we both immediately jumped to this when we first talked about this park. Yeah. And that is Ireland, very much a place associated with potatoes from the, the famine of the 1800s. So then to have a potato based theme park is, is kind of wild. It feels that way, but maybe it's like, you know, you got to get over the stigma, right? So you go real hard. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's important not to forget about it. And that's why I have some, a famine fun fact. Uh, during the famine, one million people died and one million people emigrated, causing a population decrease in Ireland between 20 and 25 percent. Oh, that's heavy. T- did you call that a fun fact? Yeah, why was that's that a, fun? That's a famine fun fact. <laughs> I'm just going back to a thing I did. I used to do more on the show where I would just drop some knowledge in the middle of stuff. You know. I don't, did you? Been, <laughs> I don't remember it's this been so long. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah, on the tortilla episode. All that crap about tortillas. Okay. Um, was that bef- when the before times? Yeah, yeah, it was in the before times. Because I have a very all... fuzzy memory of ever actually seeing all of you in person, so I might just yes. not have forgotten. That's true. Did we ever? Was the show ever in person? <laughs> uh, but um, I, you know, bring fun, ba- Jason. Bring the fun facts back. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, we need during we're... the pandemic is famine <laughs> death statistics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean like how the famine was caused by what is known as late blight? A disease of the potato plant caused by water mold? Oh, my God. <laughs> can can anyway. you... Um, yeah, uh, all right. I have one more request. We just keep uh, giving you assignments here. But uh, mm-hmm. can you read one of these facts in what we've determined is the Mr. Tato voice? Mm-hmm. And when you get to the word potato in any of them, make it me. Or, or if you have to pluralize it, me's. You know, at, like uh, instead of where there were no potatoes, there were no me's. Uh, and you can pick your whatever facts lends itself best uh, to that. Oh, okay. Uh, the the Irish me family. The Irish me famine was caused by late blight, which is a disease of the me plant caused by water mold. <laughs> All right, we got to do. We got to mock that up too, I guess. 
<laughs> the me plant. <laughs> I think this is, I don't want to talk about another uh, type of crisp or chip, but uh, this is like Pringles. I can't pop just one. Do we have any more facts you can? <laughs> this is delightful. Yeah, do you have any other p- me facts? It can be one you already said. Uh, well, I'm out of famine facts, but I do have some Irish freedom fun facts. If you have any interest in that, but there's no potato in there. No, that's well, just find a way that. to make it. Find a way to make it come from his. You know, like if it was a very sad fact, and then like, uh, you know, that's not as fun as eating one of me. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> the drink called in America, known as the black and tan, is one part. Stout or porter, and one part ale or lager. Unfortunately, it is named after a part of the Royal Irish Constabulary that was used by the British to repress the Irish Republican Army. They were known for acts of police brutality and were eventually run out of Ireland or killed. But take your mind off that with limited edition Tex Mex brand Mies. <laughs> <laughs> That was wow! That great. Was great, great scenes ever performed. Yeah, that, wow. that was like a monologue. Yeah, yeah. boy, that, boy, wow! Jason, well, you got to do one too. You gave your your marital plea. I this is this is like uh, I feel like there's a lot of great Irish playwrights. We're all like doing little little one acts here. <laughs> yes. Jason, did you really only have two famine fun facts? I had two famine fun facts, so I could switch over to the Irish freedom uh, facts. <laughs> For example, the Good Friday Agreement was signed in spring of 1998, bringing an end to decades of violence colloquially known as the Troubles. Of course, Northern Ireland is still part of the United Kingdom, but I believe we will see a united Ireland in my lifetime. Until then, tide yourself over with a delicious bag of prawn cocktail mees. <laughs> wow. This is such this would be such a good ad campaign for them. Oh, sure. This is such a good idea. And I'm sure they'll <laughs> listen to this. You, Michael, you, me, Marissa, Scott, we've all spent a little time in the ad game. We know what the, the <laughs> Madison Avenue or whatever the street is uh, in Derry. We all know what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, let's, let's, let's list the credits, okay? All state insurance for me. Dunkin' Donuts for Jason. Dunkin' Donuts, donuts for Marissa. For Marissa. <laughs> Scott uh, uh, and, I, Cannon- and I directed some uh, uh, Nissan Juke uh, commercials that were did a lot of uh, body shaming of Mike Mitchell. So yeah. we, we've all got great credits. All have great credits. <laughs> it's the meanest. He's talked about it on Doughboys. There's I didn't write them, but he ended. I I might have been said yeah sure he could be in them, but boy it's so like I. I <laughs> It's all like, all right, then he gets on the scale. Then he gets on the scale again. And then it turns out he never lost any weight. It didn't work. Oh, well. It's so, I, I assume these exist somewhere. Can I, ask you, um, can I ask you a question? If Mr. Potato were to come, I mean, excuse me, Mr. Tato. Oh, who? my God. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm sorry. Um, if Mr. The Tato is He off. said his first name. Up. His first name is Poe. Okay. <laughs> Um, if, if, if our, our friend Tato 
was to show up in one of those commercials, what do you think he would have said to uh, Mike Mitchell? Or how do you think he would have influenced the character that Mike Mitchell was playing? Hmm. If, who was if, a, a guy really struggling with his weight, uh, it, like, to, like to no avail and being made fun of by everyone around him in a cruel script that I did not write. So let me make that very clear. <laughs> Um, is this a, is this for Jason because he's been doing the voice? I mean, you can set the scene and maybe Jason will uh, add the dialogue. Uh, I have I have it I have okay. it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I get, he would come into the scene. He would come into. He would break into Mitch's house. Uh, he would see that Mitch was wearing shorts that were very tight, and he would like <laughs> shake his head at Mitch's bulge, <laughs> and then he would say, uh. Uh, he would say that like, your bulge is showing. So um, your bulge is showing, Mitch. So Jason, go ahead. <laughs> breathy, please make Mitch. it. Please make it breathy. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, whiskey has got to. Wait. <laughs> wait. Okay, one more thing. Let's reset. <laughs> let's reset. Okay. <laughs> Mitchy, my boy, your bulge is showing. You can't kiss the Blarney Stone with that. <laughs> So much better than the ad yeah. nightmares that I was uh, that I was a part oh, of. Wow, we all rewrote the, them on the fa- yeah. Wonderful. We just we just all proved our Madison like, Avenue prowess right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we learned that some people kiss the Blarney Stone with their bulges. <laughs> it's good luck. Well, yeah. no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> then you get the bad luck. <laughs> But um, it seems like a uh, something people want to do and have at least tried previously uh, to to be to be forewarning someone. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want to lose weights? Cut back on me's. <laughs> Very good. I like that. I feel like that's yeah, the that's end of too. the commercial. We feel satisfied. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even though it's an ad, it was an ad for a car, we've now commandeered it. <laughs> to be an ad for a potato crisp company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like how McGruff is in like insurance ads now. It's like he has his own National Crime Prevention Council, but now he's appearing in insurance. But he's also promoting himself if he's appearing. So, you know, you can have crossovers is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very confusing. Yeah, very confusing. Um, do we, we we have to talk about this theme park, right? Yes. This is some of the yes. latest we've ever gotten to theme park. This is an hour in content. It's That's an hour okay. in. And we, well, because, look, the park seems very nice and lovely. There are some nice, cute rides, um, and I have no uh, shit to talk about it. You know, this isn't like the fake Universal Studios that we covered where I have many pages of uh, complaints. <laughs> um, I just this this place seems really nice. That's that's what I will say. Um, yeah. Do you guys agree? Uh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, there's not. There's no like unlicensed '80s NBC hour-long drama-based rides. There's fun <laughs> basic rides like they they have a, a picture of their vortex tunnel, which just is like a cool, colorful circle, which I love. I I mean I I can't. What could I say other than I'd love to walk down this vortex tunnel? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of that that part of Universal Studios tram ride, right? Isn't there? It's been like an avalanche oh, sometimes. Yes. It's been something else, right? Yeah, they, it was they an got avalanche, rid of it. then a mummy's yeah. tomb, and now it is uh, nothing. Now it's the Fast and the Furious uh, finale. Okay, it's very, yeah. <laughs> it's it's very similar to that old Epcot hallway, 
with the car like it's very circular and there's colors and figures. Oh, the greatest seen. that's an episode right there we should do an episode about the tunnel that's probably right the epcot tunnel uh, that's yeah. now just closed yeah what's just sitting there with nothing happening to, that that's the idea to replace it is just not opening it ever it's insane when we were there we saw it and we we're like we just can't walk down the tunnel with the colors like it just oh, seems yeah. cruel that just seems cruel we're talking about the uh, a journey into your imagination tunnel now that yeah so much better than the ride it's so this tunnel is far better than the ride yes um so yeah i mean it's got you know it's got a train the tato park mm-hmm. has a train jason were you excited about this i was because i watched a couple like um vloggers uh go, go through this park um the one uh this guy theme park worldwide has gone to most of the european parks we've covered and and it's pretty thorough uh the train goes fast like i would say it goes like twice as fast as like the disney train <laughs> sweet oh, in- interesting do you think that's good i think you would think that might be bad i think you I- like the slow plodding nature of a train well, things are a little, they do things differently in Europe. So, you know, I, I could, you know, change it up, switch it up, just like you're switching it up with the bodiness. Mm. Um, Scott, I, I thought um, you were setting us up earlier talking about rides uh, for the uh, very adorable looking Nissan driving school at Tito Park. The- <laughs> oh, my old pals at Nissan Your who paid pals for. At Nissan. <laughs> Who paid for, uh, paid Mike Mitchell very little to be body shamed on camera. Yeah. Uh, my old, my good friends. Um, I, now I do like this Nissan driving school. Uh, this, this is adorable. Uh, it's like, I just wrote down, it's a little town you drive in exclamation point. It's not like an Autopia where you have a set track. It's like a couple little city blocks, like miniature city blocks and kids drive tiny cars around and then go wherever they want. It's so cute. Yeah. I mean, it gives the kids a lot more freedom. Mm hmm. Which is what I desired from those type that type of Autopia ride as a child. Marissa's agreeing with me. Yeah. Because um, because unless when you're very little, you might not even realize the I like the, the physics of it. You're still on a little track and you can't go far. But then once you get to like six years old or seven years old, you're like, this is kind of bullshit. You're onto it. You're yeah. onto it. Um, and that's why I always wanted like a, a Power Wheels car. Uh, but I would I never received one, and it still haunts me to this day. Do you feel like it, uh, Power Wheels were the kind of thing where like you went over to your friend's house and they had one, and you'd want to use it because you didn't have one, but they were like, "It's old hat. We don't. It's like not even fun to them." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, like we don't even take that out of the garage anymore. Yeah, and you're oh. just like, how can you be sitting on this gold? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a kid's like, I'm driving my parents' car at this point. I don't even give a <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm i trying to think. I didn't have a close friend that had one, but yeah, anyone, any kid that had it, I was either like, they would just monopolize it and wouldn't let me drive. And it was never something negotiating-wise that my parents took care of. Because I think that's the way sometimes you have to do that. Because when we're little, like, kids get very territorial over their stuff, which I get... But sometimes the parents have to be like, well, let's little Michael do this. Like uh, a guy I was friends with in elementary school who wouldn't let me play his Sega Genesis. I sat and watched him play I have a for question. like hours. I have a question. Did your parents come on all your play dates and mediate for you? Uh, no. All my uh, my mom came on all my field trips, though. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. What does that mean? Volunt- 
Well, you know, you would go to like a, you know, the nature museum or you would go, you know, to what, yeah, like a, the science museum, whatever that was. My mother volunteered and was just looming. She was a presence anytime we were out of the uh, school. And that was unfun? You didn't like it? Uh, it just, I felt there was a pressure. There's always a pressure when you, you're like, your mom is there. Yeah, it's kind of a freedom a, to go to a new place and then maybe you're still like, ooh. But my mom's watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And if kids are all like daring each other to say dirty words or something, and then <laughs> you, you feel the shadow. Yeah, I'm just glancing. I'm glancing over. My mom's like, my mom did the same thing with it. Mr. Tato did, where she was like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say those words. But see, I liked it. I my mom would also chaperone it a lot too because. I was not a kid with expensive taste. I did not ask for power power wheels, that sort of thing. I, I, I never wanted the really expensive stuff. But when I went on trips, I was a big souvenir guy. So it was nice if I ran out of the money I brought. If I need I was like, <laughs> you know, I want one more. You know, mom, this is nice. Right? This is pretty. Can I get the? Can... So it was nice having, you know, uh, uh, the community bank around. Uh, <laughs> So you you were just you were you were fine with her being there, but you were especially happy because she could bankroll any souvenirs you needed. Yeah, I feel like we also like I remember we went to the Inner Harbor a lot, which is like the tourist area of Baltimore. It's like an aquarium and a science center with like three city walk kind of molly things in between. So like those trips, the parents always liked going on because they would just like let the kids. Like, all right, uh, be back in an hour. We're going to go eat crab cakes and drink wine or drink beer. Um, all right. So the Baltimore Inner Harbor debacle coming. <laughs> it's 24 well, part daily series in 2024. Jason's, Jason's mom's going to be on that one. <laughs> and one of those. <laughs> yeah, she'll be. She's the sector keeper of that saga. Oh, no. <laughs> Jason's mom. <laughs> hey, well, she has to do it. Oh, gee, I, She'll be able oh, to give boy. you money if you need it during the <laughs> show. Oh, that's good. Um, a full daily series where if we start to go towards a dirty word, somebody's mother is like, mm-mm-mm. Hi, folks. I just wanted to prepare you that Scott's audio quality is about to dip, and it's just because something happened with the recording, and I wanted to prepare you for that and didn't want you to be shocked when you heard it because, you know, you might have dropped your bag of crisps all over your phone or your computer, and I didn't want that. Anyway, back to the show. I, she does not, you know, she, she has listened a bunch now, and she does not like it. Uh, those kinds of words that said when I came down the stairs like when I was visiting for Christmas last year she was wearing a big oversized Hauntcast the Fright shirt so uh, and there was a bunch of magnets there was a bunch of our logo magnets on the fridge so that was very sweet that's very sweet oh that's nice but if we put one out if it's you know if we had a profane one she wouldn't be happy podcast the book yeah, enough. you wouldn't buy that merchandise. <laughs> wouldn't buy that. Hey, the Inner Harbor was home to a building that when I was there, I knew it was like a Barnes and Noble, a Hard Rock Cafe, and ESPN Zone. But many years before was the infamous Six Flags Power Plant. Mm. Uh, the oh indoor, yes, incre- the the crazy designed indoor theme park with no rides, just a lot of optical illusions and shows and uh, yeah. That sounds like an Instagram museum. You, like 
just <laughs> where there's not oh. really anything to do there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm not a big fan of those. Uh, um, I, uh, Baltimore, uh, the, the Baltimore power plant, I've had a sticky note on a laptop for like years that has said, uh, we should do, uh, uh Baltimore. That's a long one. Yeah, that's a, they, to say a lot of technological innovation was tested out there that showed up in other places, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Mm, sure, but the thing itself was <laughs> weird and bad, although I'd yeah, it. Kind sure. of a disaster, yeah. 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 Okay, uh, uh, we're, all right, all right, theme parks, theme parks, theme parks. <laughs> Current theme park. <laughs> Marissa, is there one uh, ride or experience when you were looking at the website that you felt like that was like right up your alley? Uh, yes. Um, uh, I, I honestly thought that that big wooden coaster is probably very cool. So I think mm-hmm. that that would be like a delight. It looked like very fun, classic kind of roller coaster. Um, and certainly the YouTube vlog that Jason referenced, that guy was over the moon about it. Um, uh, yeah, and what's the name of this? I looked up so many pronunciations and, and all of, I swear I saw like eight different ones. It's great. Yeah, I'm confused. It's, it's very Gaelic and uh, yeah, I, uh, I have seen it as like cuckoo lane or uh, I'm only going to try that one. Uh, it's probably wrong, but that's one of the ones I heard. Uh, it's Ireland's only wooden roller coaster. And yeah. uh, it is named after an Irish demigod, like the, the uh, Odysseus kind of, of, of Ireland. Um, which I skimmed through uh, some of those, the facts about that tale. Um, s- spoiler for the end of the, this Cuckoo Lane didn't live for very long. His legend uh, d- did not last long. Died young like a, like a rock star, like a Jim Morrison or a Janis Joplin. Uh, he got into a seemingly got into the, a fight with a bunch of teenagers, like teenage kids of a guy he killed who uh, like cut him open at the chest and then all of his intestines fell out of his chest, but he shoved him back in and said, let's, let's go, let's fight more. So they did fight more and decapitated him. And that was the tale of that, Cuckoo Lane. And now there's a roller coaster Irish, about baby, it. Fighting Irish, baby, fighting Irish. He put the intestines back in. Yeah, for like five yeah. seconds, seemingly. <laughs> Big, <laughs> like triumphant, no, I'm fighting on. All right, just immediate head chop off. Wow. Well, I... I saw him described as like an Irish Incredible Hulk because he could like change. He would get very big and muscly and stuff like a tall tail, like a Paul Bunyan or a a John Henry. Um, One of his parts of his legend is that he at some point kills a very vicious dog, which uh, basically makes him the first Irish cop. So (laughs) there's that. (laughs) Yeah, he I was not familiar with this character. Yeah, I wasn't either. It's so complicated, Celtic lore. It's so, the pronunciations and all the variations and stuff. But Marissa, of course, grew up with this. It was one of her favorite childhood. Uh, yeah, it was actually my first language, so. <laughs> you were <laughs> butchering it. Oh, my God. You were, you were not allowed to know the story of Blossom, but you were allowed to know the story of Cuckoo Lane. Yeah. No, I didn't really grow up with these myths, but I was like obsessed with Greek myths as like a kid. Like I had that big yellow book. I don't know if you guys had that book. Um, it was a big yellow book. Of it's Greek another myths. one of these only child. No, I don't know the yellow book. <laughs> if you saw it, you'd be like, oh, it was like this oversized yellow book. You know what I mean? With like the entire, you know, uh, uh, pantheon of gods. You know, there was a sun yep, and maybe bro. some blue. Yeah, it, it, uh, 
Dolores's. I'm saying his name wrong. Deulara. Ah, fuck, I'm butchering this. It's a book of Greek myths. It's, I, I don't know. It, I'm why, sure it that's it. This? I, I, I don't <laughs> remember, but like I was obsessed with that book and would like read it and read it and read it like as like a 10 year old. Hmm. Would you would you go and like talk to kids and assume they had that yellow book as well and they were very into those gods? Uh, yes, yes, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, equally as embarrassing or unusual, my mom took me to a lecture and musical presentation on Gullah, which is a Creole language and culture with African influences that developed in the American South as a result of the slave trade. And as like a six-year-old, I went to that, fell in love with the music, bought a cassette tape, brought a cassette player to school, played that tape at recess, and didn't understand why nobody else liked this music or knew it. Um, (laughs) That's very sad. uh, Yeah, I mean, beautiful music. But sure. um, uh, and then you're sitting there as sad as a as Mr. Tato <laughs> alone at his booth. Truly, yeah. But I, I, I just think that like you just don't know what other kids are doing until you show up and do something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> were there any other moments you remember as a kid where you were like coming in and like I got something that's going to really impress all the other kids? Or is that the biggest one? In That's your mind? like the biggest one because like it was like one of those moments where like we're at the park at recess because we went to recess at this like park across the street. And I just remember playing it and thinking I was going to be such hot shit. Like I thought I was going to be so cool. And then, you know, um, I realized no one's interested and I sit on a park bench alone. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that's that Gullah girl. <laughs> <laughs> that Gullah girl's cool. You talked to her yet? You think that's what they were saying? <laughs> <laughs> I think it went well. <laughs> you only asked. <laughs> they, were, they were intimidated. They were intimidated. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. That's something my mom always said to me. It wasn't that kids weren't talking to me. It's that they were intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> they probably are just afraid to talk to you because you seem so smart and cool. Or it's like they're, je- the they're jealous of you as a lot. You'd hear that too as a kid. And then like after a couple of years, you'd be like, I don't think they're jealous of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're jealous of my weirdness. They have problems of their own for sure, for certain, but I don't think that's right. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Yeah, Marissa, what you are describing is how I felt as a kid when I would start going on about like the backstories of theme park attractions or like, you know, here's how they do. Here's how this works. Like, here's how. And so this is the So, okay, the dream finder is Figment's friend. And so like (laughs) at a certain point, I was just like, this is a private thing for me and for my family. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, yeah, it honestly kind of wasn't until college uh, that I was like other people. I was like, hey, yeah, this thing, right? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah, you it, found your tribe. <laughs> that's right. 
Yeah. I talked about the Beach Boys so much <laughs> as a nine-year-old boy, and I would like wear like a bright orange, like a neon, the brightest hat you've ever seen with their logo. I'd wear it <laughs> to school and think that was cool to do. <laughs> Were you at so all? Anyway, then Jardine was, you know, uh, Jardine was less of a presence for a minute, and uh, uh, so David Marks came in and said, anyway, um, want to go out with me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so They Might Be Giants used to have a dial song <laughs> that you could call, and like this is before you could get every song, so it was 900, you'd have to pay a little, but you would hear their songs. And um, I was just going to ask, Scott, were you like, maybe this is the wrong timing, but like when the Beach Boys appeared on Full House, how did you feel? Mm. Uh, well, that, you know, that made them more relevant uh, among seven, eight-year-olds, which... Uh, which helped definitely uh, at least like people finally had a, a signifier, but I might've been a person who was like, if, if, if even I've like started connecting and like, Oh, uh, like, uh, so they, Oh yeah, they did Kokomo. Yeah. Kokomo is good. But you know, like you have to go back into the seven, you know, like, you know, they, they, you know, it's, it's kind of a pop it, but like sunflower is really where things are at. And, uh, you know, so they were very lush, uh, wonderful, uh, smart, smart music is, <laughs> they're like pushing people away even with the connection <laughs> trying to <laughs> they're trying to make a connection yes. yeah, no i don't i don't care no go away no. you don't like it the same way as i do uh, <laughs> what is that is there a word for that kind of feeling because i've certainly encountered it in myself and seen it in others where like someone's trying to connect and then uh you have to uh, showcase your depth of knowledge or, or that you're not a part of that Elitism, um, okay. <laughs> future, uh, superior, yeah, feeling superiority, feeling ownership over something. Uh, cry for help, <laughs> reaching out. Uh, I don't know. Self sabotage. <laughs> to nowhere. <laughs> Please, I'm so lonely. <laughs> All I have are my crisps to go home to. <laughs> <laughs> It's that boy in the ad resting on his shoulder. <laughs> Mr. Tato is the answer. He can take anyone away from all these syndromes. Um, they have at Tato Park, they have a 5D cinema. Did we come across this? Which is doesn't have like a specific movie, it appears. It is closed right now due to social distancing. Yeah, the factory tour, too, is closed. Yeah. Oh, that's um, a bummer. It, yeah. Right. You feel like, why would you even go? Um, but it says featuring air gusts, water jets, leg ticklers, flashing lights and bubbles. Sure to get pulses racing from start to finish. But it doesn't say what it is. And it looks like it's a 4DX theater. And it's got about 25 seats from this photo. And they're all children. And they're all like pretending they're excited about whatever they're seeing. I really feel like Tato wouldn't approve of something called like leg ticklers or whatever, you know. <laughs> but wouldn't love bus Tato like a leg tick he has a leg tickler at home for private use definitely but children are not involved <laughs> and children should okay. be shielded from that right that's fair do you he probably has just two of the chairs from the 5d cinema and he puts <laughs> his lover in it and he just has like a little remote control that says leg tickler on it and he like controls the speed at which the tickles happen i mean <laughs> i'll know one day Hopefully, not. <laughs> Hopefully soon. <laughs> when you're married under the, in the eyes of the church and God and your family and friends. 
let's let's also say the the wedding party for Marissa and Tato. We got Mafalda's there. Um, uh, uh, Moomin, a bunch of the Moomins, oh. the rounded yes. creatures, yes. Uh, European stu- cartoon creatures. Hot Stuff, the Little Devil from hot Harvey stuff, Comics. the Little Devil. Uh, um, I think a favorite? lot of Harvey Comics characters would be there. There were A lot of Harvey Comics. There were two little guys that I, like this comic book I read when I lived in Spain called Sipi Isape, and they would be there. They're like little mischievous twins, one with blonde hair, one with black hair. Great. <laughs> mm-hmm. We love you ever that. come across a, a whole mythology called Beano Land? Uh, I guess it wasn't called Beano Land. What's what's the thing? Beano is it is the thing. We went to the theme park last week. Uh, this whole this whole Beano world is that that's a that's a weird British thing. You ever run into Beano? Are you talking about the pill you take for flatulence? No, no, no. no, no. See, that's a very common mix-up. Yes. In this case, it, even though Mr. Tato is a big walking potato, Beano is not a big Beano pill with a face. Yeah, they're just a series of older character, or like cartoon strip style characters. I think you would be interested in if, in them because they're very they're old. Yeah. Which is really, that's like number one. Yeah, it's got to be old. It's got to be off brand do you know what i mean like it can't look too too <laughs> mainstream for me <laughs> right can't look like something people would like exactly <laughs> <laughs> well then you're gonna love the british version of dennis the menace which is unrelated to our dennis the menace even though they debuted on the very same day it's a different guy he wears a striped shirt he's got an ugly dog it's a whole thing and you're saying guy is it is it a man it's just a little dude. He's like, uh, it's like Sid from Toy Story, which I, uh, Marissa, have you seen Toy Story? No, Is that too mainstream? I'm sorry, too mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> you, there's a French Toy Story Marissa likes a lot better. It was made in 1975. Le Petit uh, it's very, it's a, <laughs> I don't know if that's right. <laughs> the real, yeah, the real Toy Story. The Red Gar- Balloon, the series. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa doing a quibby version of the red balloon. <laughs> it's just me with a cassette tape in a park. L- <laughs> Lil bicycle thieves. <laughs> I think these are good ideas. Yeah. Band of little outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> they still do the dance. They're just a lot less graceful. <laughs> um, um, what, have, what haven't we done? Oh, yes. Yeah, well, like Chesington, Tato Park has a zoo next to it. And um, uh, I just wanted to showcase. I'm going to try to screen share. I, I never know how to do this. Let, here we go. Okay. Um, I am going to share the. These are the residents of Lemur Woods. Uh, they're lemurs at Tato Park, and um, they look like they want to kick my ass. Uh, so, um, and then one other thing that you can uh, see at Tato Park. Uh, let me try and get back to my notes. Uh, and make these scary lemurs go away. I guess we've been looking at them the whole time. I, I didn't realize they're your Zoom background too. Boy, yeah, yeah they're, they they're burrowing into my background soul. as well. Um, a far away from happen. Yeah, is it because you want to kick our ass, Jason? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm having a great time, um, and, but not as good as a time as I had 
when I rode the horse ride <laughs> here at Chessington as a child. You mean Tato? <laughs> yeah, oh, yes, here at Tato. Excuse me. The Pony Rail. The ride is called Pony Rail. And there is a oh. child that looks very much like, not mm. dissimilar from a child, me. Yeah. yeah oh, I think that wow. pony ride is, is very darling. It was one of the ones I clocked as like a cute little idea. That, yeah. that child looks both like a child and a very old man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Jason, I, the two ends of Jason, I guess. The two That's ends of true. Jason. Guys, guys, come back. So I, I got more to tell you. I haven't even started on Fred and Ethel Mertz. Now, they live downstairs, <laughs> and they own the building, and they're friends. Eventually, they moved to the country when they sell the building. <laughs> and Fred became Ricky's manager. Fred became Ricky's manager. He had no experience. Well, he managed the building. I guess it's kind of simple. I'm the only one in the school who knows this. <laughs> Uh, the janitor's even walking away. The ancient janitor hates it, too. Get with the times, kid. I know what it is. I just don't care. Watch it. Watch. Turn on Empty Nest. Watch a new show. I loved Empty Nest. Evening Shade. Um, I Let's see. There's a little, there's a Viking ride that is very charming where you, you go. It's This is fake rocks. As of very recently, they have fake rocks at this park, which makes it a real theme park in our eyes. Um, you take little Viking ships uh, up into a mountain that has like a big Viking helmet. That is really cool looking. So they're getting into theming. That's the toughest thing, I think, with any little theme park. I think the actual theming is tough to do. It's expensive. They have to get on their feet before they can do it. And Viking Voyage seems like a, a great step in that direction. I, seems like really fun. Yeah, I thought that one looked really cool. It reminded me, and I don't know if it is that similar, but it reminded me of there's a ride at Efteling, and I'm going to butcher the name of it, that's called like Villende Hollander. Uh, and it feels uh-huh. like a very uh, uh, kind of a, a voyage Viking style ride, also. I think you're a merchant, oh, cool. though, technically, in that, but. You know, or part of a. We, uh, I was going to ask you this. We uh, specifically are not doing Efteling on this European vacation month because we feel like we have to actually go to do it proper uh, homage. But to represent Efteling, is there is there any odd Efteling detail you can you can give us so that we can say that Efteling had a little presence uh, within this month? I would say one of the most magical moments of my life was turning around to see a majorette being followed by 20 ducks and all of them <laughs> dancing. You know what I mean? The ducks are like marching along and the majorette is like blowing a whistle into like a rhythmic beat little song. She has like a, you know, a beef eater style hat. I don't know what majorettes call their hats, but um, mm-hmm. so darling. And like they're just going through the streets, like the, you know, walkways of Efteling performing and like it, I love ducks like ducks are one of my favorite animals so like turning around to see a bunch of choreographed ducks was so magical Cor- they were choreographed ducks so they all were in they were in a line they knew how to stop and they knew how to start they weren't dancing or anything okay uh, so the number one thing you can do at Efteling is see a majorette with ducks. <laughs> I mean, it's the highest on my list. 
and there's a lot like truly efteling i think you know whenever you guys uh, uh choose to explore it i think it, it's my favorite theme park in the world so it, sure. it, it might have to be a star-studded episode too because it's so a lot of past guests have been on other friends have been on and and just everyone if you get people started talking about it they'll just go like for hours uh I think one of the things that I like about it, and I'm not going to go into it, is that I think very few times in life do you get to be immersed in kind of like a world that feels very created intentionally and specifically and by mostly like one point of view. And a lot of Efteling was created by like one you know, a director or whatever. I, you guys probably know the words better than I do. But like a creative director that that implemented so much of you know what i mean so it's it's very special in that way mm -hmm. wow wow that sounds so up our alley uh and also i'm excited to say i, I found a video of this look at that that's a wow. that's the efteling wow. ganson parade oh. i mean it's it's insane i it truly yes it's a that bunch is of, wonderful these are like mighty my, i was gonna say mighty ducks i was organically going to say the word <laughs> I, um, and they are they're like they're big thick ducks they are the oh my god they're like a bird like a mary poppins bird with a, like a big drum contraption oh my god wow it, it's you, magic uh, you're right on the money it's magic wow I had no idea there was that. Um, so, well, we'll have to break it up. We'll do the full Ganson parade episode. And then, <laughs> yeah. We didn't. It wasn't a best angle, but, I mean, if the ducks are thick, you know their seats have to Out be thick. Out of this world. Have, have to be thick as well. Now, now, you got a, uh, uh, you've got a, a Mr. Tato behind you saying, <laughs> tsk, tsk. That word, he doesn't want to see no seats. Mm, that's fair. Uh, they're, they're, uh, uh, they're behind. Would he be okay with that? <laughs> no, he just—he's okay with the word. He just doesn't want to see them. <laughs> he just doesn't want to see a duck butt. Even the duck, yeah. even the duck seats are not unless you're married to those ducks. Okay, that's fair. Well, I will respect his wishes in this moment. <laughs> I hope one day Mr. Tato gets to see my uh, duck butt. <laughs> <laughs> um. Arista, you uh, you brought some things to the table, uh, but before we wrap it up, uh, there, there there were some things you wanted to accomplish. Yes, I. Uh, mm -hmm. I created. Go ahead. Yes, I, you take us through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I created a little quiz for you guys because I was like, you guys are always doing the interviewing. Maybe you need a little bit of um, newness in your life. You know what I mean? You get to be. Ooh, how can I answer these questions? So like, I love trivia. I love game shows. So I put together a little quiz kind of in the vein of like true or false. You know what I mean? You have a 50% choice either way. Mm. Um, cool. And because uh, uh, it's not about Tato Park specifically, but it is about potatoes. So... Um, well, you've got my attention. <laughs> um, <laughs> the name of this quiz is Potato or Jason. So you're going to have to choose is the fact about a potato... Or is the fact about Jason? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and I'll just go round robin style. So it'll go like Mike Scott, Jason, Mike Scott, Jason, Jason. You might have an unfair advantage, but you get to play. You would think, though, you never know. <laughs> you know, you might not. You might not know. OK, so, Mike, this one is for you. OK, go ahead. Is a potato or Jason 80 percent water? <laughs> 
Good question. Uh, I'm going to say, see, it's if, how specific is this going to be? That's the question here. I think it's a potato. It is a potato. Jason is, in fact, 80% ice cream. <laughs> well, yeah, that's accurate. Of course. Yes, of course. Um, so this one's for you, Scott. Did a potato or Jason fish for pond eels using little pieces of hot dog as bait? <laughs> well, as much as I'd like to see Mr. Tato do that someday, I'm going to have to say that that's Jason. That is Jason because potatoes know better. <laughs> right the, the pond eels like sharp cheddar cheese instead <laughs> um jason this one is for you the largest one of these weighs in at 7.1 pounds is it a potato or is it a jason <sighs> uh, i i'm gonna have to go with potato on this one that is I that is correct. It is potato, okay. but interestingly enough, Jason is in fact 7.1 pounds potato. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, you know, well, we continue. Very yeah, it makes sense. Um, okay, Mike, as a child, did potatoes or Jason relish thumbing through used books down the shore? See, I I think that's Jason. I'd love to see a potato do the, the thumbing, but I believe Jason thumbed. That is correct. It is Jason. Potatoes cannot read. Uh, Scott, this one is for you. Did the United Nations dub the year 2008 the year of the potato or the year of the Jason? <laughs> well, I mean, as much as I want to give credit to whatever Jason was doing at the time, which I think was being a PA on American Gladiators, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't I don't think that would have been enough to get the UN's attention. So I will say potato. It is potato. Uh, but Jason declared 2008 the year of relaxing after doing all of that laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. This is the best thing that's happened on the show in a long time. <laughs> Jason, this one is for you. My therapist calls laundry a non-preferred task. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, you just like said a Ziggy out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Sheridan is a real life Ziggy. That's another way, one. Have we never gotten that one? It's yeah, a way really. to help me keep things in perspective and not magnify little problems. <laughs> um, well. It sounds like you got a good therapist and one that is, mm -hmm. I don't know, on your rhythm or whatever. Long suffering, <laughs> I believe, is the term he uses. <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> um, okay, Jason, Jason, this one's for you. Do potatoes or Jason's historically suffer from crippling hat headaches. <laughs> I, okay, okay, it was me, and eventually I just found out I had to drink more water. I, I'm kind of a hat guy. I like my baseball caps now because I am thinning on top. So uh, you got to do your best. You are correct. It was okay. Jason. Good job. Yes. Um, I hope those pork pies don't give Tato a headache. <laughs> <laughs> um, potatoes do know how to buy hats that fit them properly, though. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike, this one, uh, I have one more for each of you. This one's for sure. you, Mike. Um, 
Were potatoes or Jason first domesticated 8,000 years ago in South America? <laughs> huh. Uh, domesticated is an inter- interesting word I've never heard uh, used for a, like a vegetable or a fruit. Uh, I'm going to say it's a potato, though. That is correct. It is a potato. As we all know, Jason is feral. Would would a domesticated... <laughs> I'm off the leash, baby. <laughs> I mean, a domesticated man would not have the nickname The Carouser. <laughs> which is, is a nickname... Marissa's yeah. digging, I wanted just to give a little context here. Marissa's digging deep here for some old style, old school Jason Sheridan lore. Uh, yeah. we, we, we were calling him the carouser about 10 years ago. And when he would get really hyped up about something, I would say like Wolverine, he was going feral. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, the, the audience has to be eating this up, getting extra Jason lore, getting the uh, cuckoo lane uh, myth. <laughs> <laughs> making of yeah one of the great one of our our modern day myth jason mm-hmm. um uh this one is for you scott mm-hmm. will keeping potatoes or jasons in the dark too long cause them to become poisonous mm. <laughs> um i don't hmm you have any does jason have dark references and does and, and does could poisonous mean like uh mentally <laughs> Like, will he become uh, <laughs> very sharp-tongued? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go say uh, potato. It is potatoes. Keeping Jason in the dark too long will just make him rammy, which is what his mother <laughs> used to call him when he was too rambunctious. <laughs> <laughs> now, wow. that, was, that was one that everyone in my family said... Like everyone uses this term, and that was one where, like, I'm pretty sure kids would look at me sideways if I, I said, "Like, oh, he seems a Rammy." Like, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's I didn't. I did not remember that one. That was a really obscure one. I that one just yeah. always stuck with me because it it blew me away. I think it's it's both adorable and confusing. Sure, we've got to pull that into the. Oh my God! Like, like we, Mike, we just just file that away because we'll be able to call out Jason as being Rammy. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! That counterpoint you were wrong episode that was a big Rammy moment. <laughs> 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 if only we had the term. <laughs> um, okay, Jason, this is the last one. Okay. Did a potato or Jason inspire the mascot at Tato Park? Oh, I I think it is going to have to be a delicious uh, potato. Ooh, ooh, Jason. <laughs> uh, it's actually Jason. Uh, that little potato in a hat definitely has a hat headache. <laughs> <laughs> is that why he's like getting in other people's business? He's like... He's Rammy, he's baby. Just, he's Rammy. He's Rammy. He's wound up. He's not addressing the actual problem. He's just projecting... <laughs> So much laundry. Tato's got so much laundry. Well, <laughs> so he has the clothes to hand out to those underdressed people. It's just got laundry hanging out everywhere. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind is what I say. <laughs> you should start giving your laundry away like Tato. 
This is, that was so delightful. That was fantastic. That was I was I have thought we should eventually do a full roast of Jason Sheridan, but I don't think we need to do it now. <laughs> no, I'll come back for it if you do it. I think <laughs> Tato Park, aka the roast of Jason Sheridan. Um, um, and and you know, not only that, but it's like if the listener is thinking now, Marissa has brought more to the table than uh, than many many guests do. Not only that, uh, we have items in front of us. We have physical items yeah. in front of us. And and keep in mind, listener, that this is still quarantine time, so physical items are harder to do. Marissa, you drove around town uh, leaving. I, I, uh, you, you were a real like, uh, Santa. You were a three-stop Santa. Thank you. Um, and, and, and tell us what's going on here. Um, so these are gifts for you guys kind of... Um to celebrate this quiz. I don't know. I bought them for you guys a year ago and figured I'd give them to you whenever I came back on the podcast. So um, there's just a little gift. You guys can open them now. All and not once. only that, but you drew, there's a little, there's a Mr. Tato on the envelope. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted um, you to know that it's recent. I, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> Gotta take a picture before I, I open it. Uh, please don't open till recording. Well, it's a mini Christmas. This is a oh wow, thirteenth Christmas. Did we oh. all? Do we Everyone all get the, got same, the thing? same thing? Yeah. Whoa! Whoa. Cool. <laughs> this... Do not disturb from Disneyland Paris. Yeah, that's the Hollywood Tower Hotel in Disneyland Paris. Wow! 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 Um, this... Anyone feel confident enough to say the French version on the uh, "There's Do Not Disturb" and then on the other side? Nipa Derringer. Maybe. <laughs> Pretty good. I took, I took, I took, I took French in high school. Cool. Uh, this is great because this is obvious. This is a gift. This you didn't steal this from because obviously it has Hollywood Tower on it. it. You didn't stay. That's the ride. That's not the hotel. I'm not telling. No, I, I bought them. <laughs> I bought them. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, oh my gosh! Thank you. This is good. You put this on your door when you're either sleeping or uh, what I've understood in the last couple of weeks making love it's a new thing i've learned about are you talking about like a sock in a dorm room <laughs> i mean yes i was reading about that version of it as well so wait Man, mike I... you had sex for the first time due to this european i didn't say vacation? that i just said i'm learning about it i'm just saying i'm understanding <laughs> how it all works now because of the the character development i'm having on this saga you know that it's a thing that people do that's right exactly. it's what made you exist on this earth Exactly. I'm figuring it but, out. But you're saying that you learned that people put this on before you uh, uh, at a hotel, you're saying? Mm. Yes, sure. Oh, okay. I Thir thought you meant in your regular life. I see. Well, I may use it in my regular <laughs> life. <laughs> tell the, Throw tell the deadbolt, <laughs> too, for good measure, folks. You know, tell better the safe than sorry. Can the dog, can the dog read this? <laughs> I don't know. How smart is your dog? Uh, he's of average dog intelligence. <laughs> all the dog, no dogs know English, but all dogs know French. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this is incredible. And uh, that you bought this a while back, but that you've given it to us during a European vacation episode. You've brought, you brought gifts from Europe. This is so uh, appreciated and so uh, appropriate. Yeah, thank yes, you. Thank you. That's that's just kind yeah. of a uh, uh, you know amazing coincidence. But um, yeah, I just saw them and they were 
it was like right after our Hollywood Tower of Terror um, changed. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so it was more. It's a it's a rarity now. Yeah, they they still got it. Yeah. Uh, um. Geez. Well, th- this is wonderful. I. I uh, is, is, is any any parting words we we want to say here in an episode that was slightly about a potato <laughs> theme park? <laughs> anyway, and we got their final. Uh, uh, well, last minute things to fit in. Hmm. Jason uh, seems to have a iPad out. He's got facts yes. maybe at the ready. Uh, just uh, rest in peace, Bobby Sands, and God save uh, Jerry Adams. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll see Look it up, folks. Something. Look it up. Um, here's, uh, here's maybe like a nice uh, transcendent note to go out on. Now, most of you know, when we were on topic in this episode, we mostly talked about the, the, the man, not the part, Mr. Tato. And uh, if that seems like an odd amount of weight to put on a character, uh, you know, just some silly mascot. Um, I, I, it seems like in Ireland, he's very well regarded. As I say, you know, they ran him for office. And people actually voted for him. They did this. Can, did we say the end of the of the uh, the campaign of the uh, Mrs. Tato campaign? I think what happened is so many people applied and they didn't really have an end game. They couldn't figure out a satisfying. Here's here's what would the end the end of this would be. So they just said, uh, Mr. he's not ready to settle down yet. That's good so, for me. <laughs> yes. Great news. <laughs> You're still in the game. I got um, really scared for a second. <laughs> nope, they didn't end it. It's uh, <laughs> the official company say that is canon that you you can still have them. Um, he is uh, so he is very beloved. And not only that, this was a quote that I saw in, in an article about him on Prospect uh, Magazine. Uh, okay, if this, this is, if you want to portray Irishness in pop culture in 2020, Tato and Mr. Tato in particular is more potent imagery than a tricolor or a leprechaun ever was. And you know, not as stereotypical or offensive. So this is a journalist saying that they want to do away with the leprechaun and lucky charms and all that. These like outmoded, we've done the, we've done our Darby O'Gills and the little people for so long that the face of Ireland and the Irish people should be Mr. Tato. Wow. Hell so yes. This is, so, this isn't coming from us. I'm just, I've, I'm reading a quote, but I can't help but, uh, but agree. This. Yeah. That seems like something we would say a little bit joking. <laughs> But this was a yeah. Sincere see, that's either the kind of point we would end an episode on. But they kind of they, wow. they did it for it. This is vetted. This is a professional uh, writer who's, wow. who actually is uh, from there. I'm guessing that's... the entire country of Ireland is really seeing you guys and me by association as heroes right now. Um, so I think mm-hmm. you know, congratulations. To, We're freeing to, to them us. of they've they've been shackled to this uh, like obs- this stereotypical imagery for so long, and 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 this this article from 2020 and us doing this it's going to be th- that article first and then this podcast episode are really the things that just op- open it up for Ireland yeah. and them really be themselves. And here's what I think: I think uh, uh, we need to expand Tato. Let's get Tato out here 
and let's have an American version of the mascot. Obviously, we're talking about Jason doing Tato's voice, but maybe maybe that's sacrilegious because he's an American. Let's have Tato Jr., much like Nut Jr. is in America. We're all having we're having junior fever as far as mascots are concerned. Mm-hmm. Jason Sheridan is Tato Jr., the American version of this character. And let's bring Tato crisps into America so we can all enjoy this nice snack. Um, I, I just speaking of Tato Jr. Um, I love this idea. I wanted to bring this up to there's a Japanese potato mascot that I think Tato would be friends with. And now to me looks like Tato Jr. So because it, it feels like baby new year a little bit to me. Um, mm-hmm. if, if you guys would look up uh, Calbee, C-A-L-B-E-E potato chips, you'll see a delightful little mascot that I think Tato would approve of. Calby. Calby up here. Oh boy. He's in a sash. Yeah. He's in a sash and a li- the same proportion of hat. And he's um he, he it's like he's running for office. He's like a little mayor. Wow. This is so Jason-esque. Great. <laughs> wow, Calby. You know what? I don't even shit about Tato anymore. <laughs> Calby's my my new man Yeah, hey, delete this episode You have to go spend money for Calby's PDF Yeah, I want to see if Calby's autobiography exists I will, I don't care what it takes I will, all my credit cards can be stolen You'll give money to Ugandan princes In order to read the story of this potato mayor Calby's my man. I think it's president, vice president situation. It's just figuring out which is which, you know? Calby mm. Tato. There we go. How um, about... And, well, then let me ask, if, if that's the case, I don't want to throw too much of a wrench into this, but I feel like we have to find at least a cabinet position for the mascot of uh, Americana brand mainstay uh, Potato Corner uh, oh. uh this this guy uh, if we've seen him before Love him. uh he and his his name is spudster so mm. um spudster is uh makes great use of the airbrush tool and photoshop <laughs> as well as the stroke tool he has many of them he, um, he's got inner layers outer layers <laughs> he looks like a turd let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> what he does he looks like Spuds, a pellet be nice to spudster yeah he's like a cal I, i'm a whole i'm i'm into calby now i don't care about any of these other potatoes <laughs> i like spudster is a threat i'm 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 into spudster i i think his name could use some work but um other than that well, first thought yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um i think i could stand for him to get a little gra- actually he has had a graphic redo because this is very airbrushy but if i go down here you'll see that in some recent art in which he's promoting social distancing <laughs> and there are two spudsters who are six feet apart though also in the middle of a street and the- <laughs> so while they are practicing social distancing they also may both get plowed down by a car and there are two people behind them that are very close <laughs> <laughs> no man. No Wait, yeah. Hang on. This <laughs> is all right. You know what, Calby? All right, fucks Buster. Uh, this guy's morally in the wrong. Calby's uh Calby's Calby. great. Mr. Tato's great. Uh Marissa Strickland is great. Uh, you survived podcast the ride. Thanks for being here and bringing so much to the table. Oh yeah, thank you for uh, that. this is this is delightful. Uh, let's exit through the gift shop. Is there anything you'd like to plug? 
Um, no, but I'd encourage everybody to vote. <laughs> sure. Yep. Sure. Yes, indeed. Yeah. For uh, it's, if it's there's important. a Tato campaign specifically. <laughs> right in, no. You're saying write in Tato. Write in Tato in November, please. Uh, and write yeah, in to Mr. Tato Finds Love, my name, Marissa Strickland. And hopefully I'll fucking become a married Tato one day. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Look at this. We're getting our passport stamped as we have at every step of our European vacation. Kuklunk. And look at that. It's Mr. Tato himself, his beautiful eyes staring right at you. And he's holding out a wedding ring. It's for you. For you, Marissa. That's our passport stamp. What do you say? I do. <laughs> Yay. Dun, 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 dun. With rice uh, just being thrown at you from your childhood cabinet. <laughs> 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 I'm 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 not there. I'm hanging out with Kelby. I'm upset about the wedding. <laughs> Kelby would have been better for you, I think. So, anyone tracking continuity in this episode? Uh, cheddar cheese and sour cream chips almost killed both Scott and myself. Uh, I am Rami, and Marissa is now engaged and to I, Mr. Tato. And I and now like, know the concept of intercourse. I understand yeah. what it is. <laughs> But intellectually, You're, just intellectually, intellectually, I'm saying, I'm saying, Calby's telling you what it's like because he's not a prude like Mr. Tato. Oh, yeah, Calby's <laughs> showing me some stuff. Calby's <laughs> got his brothers of bulges and shorts. Calby's <laughs> got his brother's VCR and he's showing me some stuff. <laughs> he's got the two spots for two tapes so he can make you a mm-hmm. coffee. <laughs> 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 wow, uh, an episode uh, full of mythology uh, and uh, a whole lot of fun. Marissa, thanks for being here. Um, as for us, we will continue uh, the podcast Reds European vacation. We're heading back over. Uh, what's between Ireland and Europe? What's the what the rest the of English Europe? What's the body? The channel. It's the English Channel. Great. Uh, I know it's done. Smart guy. Um, and uh, yeah, we're we're heading back over. I don't want to give any. Uh, clues. I guess I, you know you can head over to Patreon.com/slash/podcast/theride, uh, where we will be doing our the last of our little day trips. And I'll say, um, what's what's a good clue? Uh, we're we're going to deal with some uh, some IP. That's all that I'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some I, some IP will be discussed, which I think is fun. And then we'll uh, we'll wrap up the main show on Friday. This has been uh, uh, this has been a lot of fun, fun vacation. Um, and as always, check us out on Twitter, Instagram. Facebook. Um, any uh, parting potato thoughts uh, for the road? Uh, does, does Mr. Tato have a way to, to oh, uh, yeah. say a final goodbye? It's probably- say, say goodbye, Mr. Or Tato Jr. Oh, um, here, I'll just do, I'll just find the whole, Ugh. the whole, uh, the rest of the old Irish. Oh, uh, what? The old parable. <laughs> no, no, WH, WH. Um, oh, the rest okay. of the Irish parable. Uh, may the sunshine warm upon your face and rains fall soft upon your fields and may we until we meet again may God hold you in the palm of his hand like he could hold what in the palm of his hand like he could hold a delicious bag of classic salt and vinegar tato crisps (laughs) me
Tato Chris. Yay! Beautiful. Wow. Everyone, give give Mr. Tato a round of applause at home or wherever you're doing this. Uh, this is- thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, talk to you next week. Bye. Oh. Bye. Well, before we go, I just want to give a quick shout out and plug to the show Infinity Train, which is on HBO Max. It is a very cool cartoon about a weird train. It's got a bunch of weird, cool cars. There's adventures, there's fun, there's colors, and there's sadness. But it's like good sadness. Heartstring tugging sadness. I mean, this is why we watch TV, folks. Uh, You will like it if you like this show and you like all the same nonsense that we like. Uh, This show, one of the writers, of course, is Lindsay K. Tai, who is a friend of the show, is a friend of my heart. Uh, and we would appreciate it if you checked it out, stream it on HBO Max, you know, whenever, whenever you have time, do it at night, do it in the morning, it doesn't matter. Uh, see you next week. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced Dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.